Welcome to the Elijah Fire Podcast, where we jump into issues of today with faith and freedom instead of fear. And now here's your host, Jeff Tharp. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Elijah Fire, episode 305. Today is Monday, September 18th, 2023. Um, elephant in the room. There's two of them. Okay. Number one, we did say we were going to have Charlie Champ on today. And we were until this morning. We realized he had canceled. He had to cancel. So we're rescheduling him. Uh, but yesterday, or not yesterday, uh, on Friday, we did say, hey, you know what? We're going to do a part two of this amazing Kelsey thing of Jesus's letters to the churches um, from the book of Revelation. And uh, and so the day has come right after. So this is part two uh, for all you who are. Uh, waiting with bated breath for, oh, I can't wait. When are they going to do it? When are they going to announce part two? Turns out the next, very next episode, episode 305. Also, Friday night, I started not feeling well because it's going around. The crud is going around. And then uh, basically all weekend, I was comatose. So I was just kind of laying there, staring at the wall. I was not. My, my weekend was actually pretty restful i wish that it was under different circumstances um i also kind of feel like i need to point this out uh because it was something that i was talking to the lord about all weekend is that i kind of feel like i brought this on myself because i uh you know you guys know that i'm working on a project after hours and um just pacing myself you know like sometimes you, i just get i get very like all or nothing with it. I get very driven um and i just felt myself like running slowly into the ground and then before i knew it i was and i, I don't think that this is a result of the exhaust uh, of this sickness is a result of exhaustion i think i caught it from somebody but i was in a weakened state and then i caught it um and so i was just talking to the lord i'm like yeah i need to kind of I need to calm down a little bit, don't I? <laughs> so, so that's what we're doing. Um, doing a whole lot of relaxation and rest, which is very good. So if you're not currently sick, get the vitamin D guys, get the uh, zinc, get the quercetin, 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 however you say it, man, amazing stuff. Um, just bolster your immune systems, eat healthy, drink tons of water exercise all those good things um and don't run yourself into the ground that's that's another important thing so um any guys anytime you donate to elijahstreams.com slash donate um obviously it goes towards the wells but something else that uh we really appreciate is it makes us make sure that we still have jobs um and you know there's a lot of people that work for elijah streams there's i think over 20 i want to get an exact number steve and i both are always like oh, i don't know it's like more than 20 it is more than 20 but um, all amazing people and your donations actually make it possible for all of us to be all hands on deck between Elijah Fire and Elijah Streams. And we really appreciate it. But obviously, of course, uh, proceeds do go towards the water wells. And we had Mike and Lori Sally on last week. So you guys get to see a little bit more of the behind the scenes of who these people are. Uh, but we really do appreciate it. We really do. Um, and also because of your donations, Thousands upon thousands upon thousands of people have been exposed to the gospel, have been transformed as a result of this. Getting water is something that's so simple to us um, at, because we turn on our tap. We don't have to worry about getting sick. But a lot of these people, it's been years of intercession and prayer. Um, and these are major answers to prayer. So you just believing in this ministry is having a runoff effect 
onto these communities. So uh, we're going to play a, a quick video and then we are going to get going with today's amazing episode. Every day, people in Africa are faced with an impossible decision. Dirty water or no water at all. No one should have to make that choice. Together, we can help by providing clean water wells. Donate online at ElijahStreams.com slash donate or mail a check today to Elijah Streams, 525 2nd Avenue Southwest, Suite 629, Albany, Oregon, 97321. So Kelsey was asking, and I found out what it is. It's quercetin. Okay, that's how you spell it. Q-U-E-R-C-E-T-I-N. And you want to get it with bromelain. Okay, that's B-R-O-M-E-L-A-I-N. You want to take this with zinc. Okay, make sure you have a full stomach on zinc. Otherwise, you're going to blow chunks. All right, you don't want to do that. So eat food, then have your zinc. But I was not, uh, I've not been a good steward of this knowledge. Um, and, and so this has been kickstarting me into like, oh man, I need to get back on my, another thing that's important. Okay. I have this right here, 10,000 IUs or 5,000 IUs. That's for vitamin D, everybody. You want to know why vitamin D is important? Because it helps fight against illness. It bolsters your immune system. And guess who else takes vitamin D and they glossed over it? For the past three years, Dr. Anthony Fauci. All right. Uh, so if you guys live in the northern part of the United States, especially if you have darker skin, you need to be taking 10,000 IUs of vitamin D. If you get some ex sun exposure, specifically in Southern California, you want to make sure you're taking around 5,000 IUs of vitamin D. Um, so yeah, us up here in the northern half, uh, 10,000 IUs. Definitely be taking that, especially if you work indoors like I do. Um, very important. Also, the vitamin C, all that good stuff. But again, quercetin with bromelain, you want to get that. That's going to help pull in more zinc into your body. You take zinc with it. Um, so you can, if you type in quercetin with bromelain on like in Amazon or wherever, you can get some. And actually, it functions very similarly to, I believe it's, what is it? not hydroxychloroquine it's i'm gonna get like flagged on this video i don't care uh because people it's basic human biology all you're doing is bolstering your immune system um ivermectin it, it functions if i'm not mistaken i think it's ivermectin that it functions similar to or actually could be hydroxychloroquine either case uh back when i had covid in 2021 i actually had someone recommend this to me and i've been taking it ever since and it works great when you stay on it take it uh but yeah uh, so anyways, everybody, yeah, don't take vitamins on an empty stomach. There we go. Done. I just wanted to help everybody else out. I'm going to be more diligent in taking all that stuff too. Uh, and this was a wake up call for me. It's a minor illness, but you know, still not fun, you know? So, all right. Um, but we're going to jump into the fun. Um, I know you guys loved last episode. So part two is going to be great. Uh, and we get a lot of ground to cover. Without any further ado, let's give it up for our guest today, founder of Marriage of the Lamb Ministries, Kelsey O'Malley. Hey. Hey. I feel like I was just with you like yesterday. I know. <laughs> it's great. I love we it. Get back together. 
the getting the gang back together. All right, Kelsey. So we went through the Church of Ephesus, the Church of Smyrna, Smyrna, and Smyrna. Uh, yeah, Pergamum. Okay, so we've got four right. more letters to go through. I don't know if there's anything you want to do to set up. Um, no, I think I'm gonna get going though because I have a lot to cover. And and, you have somewhere to um, be too. So yeah, yeah. Lily has danced um, today, so we're we're gonna power through this. All right. So let's open in prayer, and then we're gonna start with Church of Thyatira. So if you have your Bible, open up to Revelation chapter two. Father, we just thank you for today. I thank you for the opportunity to come on and share your word. God, I pray that hearts um, would find deep truth in your word today, God, that as we go through the churches, we see, Lord Jesus, your instruction to the church and how what the spirit says is still alive to us today. God, help us to come to know you deeper, to come to know your ways, God, and search us. If there be any uh, wicked way in us, any way that we've fallen away from you, Lord, I pray that you would draw us back, Lord, and that would we, we would turn back to you today and continue to follow the Lamb, Lord, wherever he goes. And we just bless you today in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, you guys, we're going to start out with the letter to Thyatira, and I'm going to read that first, and then we're going to get through some notes. I'm going to just be talking about the cities and a little bit deeper meaning of um, what the letters mean. If you didn't watch last episode, we basically just went through the letters, and I shared some background on the cities, and it's really cool to know the history of the cities, because then you can really understand so much deeper of why Jesus introduces himself the way he does, why he gives a promise to that specific church and why he makes that promise. It's really, it's really amazing. So, all right, let's start with Thyatira. Write to the angel of the church of Thyatira. Thus says the son of God, the one whose eyes are like a fiery flame and whose feet are like fine bronze. I know your works, your love, faithfulness, service, and endurance. I know that your last works are greater than the first, but I have this against you. You tolerate the woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess and teaches and deceives my servants to commit sexual immorality and to eat meat sacrificed to idols. I gave her time to repent, but she does not want to repent of her sexual immorality. Look, I will throw her into a sick bed and those who commit adultery with her into great affliction unless they repent of her works. I will strike her children dead. Then all the churches will know I am the one who examines minds and hearts, and I will give to each of you according to your works. I say to the rest of you in Thyatira who do not hold to this teaching, who haven't known the so-called secrets of Satan, as they say, I'm not putting any other burden on you. Only hold on to what you have until I come. The one who conquers and who keeps my works till the end, I give him authority over the nations. He will rule them with an iron scepter. He will shatter them like pottery. Just as I have received from my father, I will also give him the morning star. Let anyone who has ears to hear, listen to what the spirit says to the churches. 
So right away, the city of uh, Thyatira is actually the least known city of all the seven. Um, a lot of like Ephesus was huge and um, they had massive temples, massive society. People would go to Ephesus, Pergamum, but Thyatira wasn't as known. But it's interesting because it's the longest letter that Jesus writes to the most unknown city. And I think that was really cool that, mm. you know, Jesus, even though you may be unknown, an unknown church, you know, the Lord makes a specific point to write the most detailed, longest letter to that church. And Thyatira, the city of Thyatira was known for uh, numerous types of workers. So workers in wool, linen, leather, bronze, um, potters, bakers, dyers. You guys remember um, Lydia from Acts, the book of Acts. Remember when Paul went and met Lydia and preached the gospel. She received the gospel and she was the one who um, had purple fine cloth. That's that's found in Acts 16. Um, so she was in Thyatira. And so they were known for the dyers of purple fine linen. And um, it was one of the places where purple was manufactured. And kings would come from miles around to get that specific purple dyed linen um, because it was of high rank. Purple was a royal color and it was extracted from oysters, but the dye used at Thyatira was extracted from the roots of certain plants. Um, so it yielded a better end product, more deeper purple products. So that's why a lot of people um, would go there. And each industry had a specific guild. Um, so they were connected with the idolatrous practices, um, which we spoke about before last show, if you didn't catch it, we were talking about how these people would work and when they would work in these, um, whatever it was, if it was dyeing cloth or bronze work or pottery or um, being a carpenter, they would all meet at the temple and they would have these festivals where they would meet together and they would fellowship with each other. And that included stuff with work. So you would all meet at the, remember, these are Greek cities. So these are not Jewish places. These are Greek um, cities who worshiped pagan gods. That's all they ever knew. That's all their families ever knew. They didn't, they didn't know um, Jehovah. They didn't know the Jewish God. Um, and they definitely didn't know Christ yet until um, they, um, Paul went and we know he established Ephesus and these churches were from the um, apostles established these churches. So what would happen is they would go into these temples during these times and they would have crazy parties um, and they would fellowship with one another and make deals with one another and receive food in order to sacrifice to the idols. So um, your financial security was basically assured from doing stuff like this. This is how you would today, let's say you network through, um, you know, business meetings or online or whatever. You have to network for your business. Any business owner knows that if you own a business and you don't network at all and you have no reach, your product is probably not going to be sold. Um, so when the letter opens, this is really, really interesting when I read this, Jeff. So Jesus opens the letter in Thyatira, Thyatira and says, this says the son of God. 
So that's how he reveals himself in the beginning to the letter of Thyatira. And in Thyatira, the main um, god that was worshipped was Apollo. And his father in Greek mythology is Zeus. And so Apollo was known as the son of God. And the Roman emperor in the city of Thyatira was also worshipped as he would call himself the son of God. So when Jesus says in the beginning of the letter, write, write to the angel of the church of Thyatira, thus says the son of God, he was establishing that Apollo is not the son of God. <laughs> the emperor is not the son of God. I am the eternal son of God. And just like every city, you guys, he comes up against the deities and pagan idols worshipped in that city when he opens his letter. He, he addresses it head on. You know, Jesus isn't afraid of standing up and saying, this is who I am. I am the son of God, not Apollo, not anyone else. It's me. Follow me. I am the true son of God. Mm -hmm. And then... um. You know, he goes on to talk to about um, the um, bronzing of, you know, how they would um, have bronze work there, how they would they would know the specific type of bronze in the fire and what that looked like. And Jesus mentions his eyes like fire and his feet like burnished bronze. And this comes against the trade of bronze there. And the fires were always burning in the city mm. to make that bronze. Wow. So. It's interesting that he says that too, that I have eyes like fire and feet like burnished bronze. They would know exactly what that was referencing to. They knew that that was referencing to the trade that they worshiped because you had to be part of pagan worship in order to even be in those trades, as we just talked about. So um, people believe that, hey, if I'm going to be successful in life, then I need to follow these pagan gods worship to them sacrifice to them and all my business will be successful and so jesus is just right away when he introduces himself he's coming against that right away um you know we read within the letter unless they repent so i love that about the lord because it's not just you are forever damned and <laughs> never get an opportunity yeah. you know, jesus always gives us an opportunity even when even in the culture now you know, let's say we make a mistake and, um, you know, we do something that we know is not right against scripture. Um, you know, we have the choice to repent. We always have mm -hmm. that choice. And yeah. Jesus writes that in the letters, if you repent. So there's always a choice in repentance and all of this. It's not this hard set in stone. Okay. You can, you are forever damned because you did X, Y, and Z. No, if you repent, then he offers us mercy. God's mercy is new every single morning. It's new every day, but we have to listen to his voice. Don't harden your heart against the spirit. Listen this day to the spirit and serve God. Repent of your sins. The really fiery quick. Hold on. Ahead, really quick. I was just thinking about how in this letter, he's openly defying a lot of these gods and practices uh -huh. You know, uh, in the things that he's saying, but it also reminds me of in uh, when go with the the plagues in Egypt were all defiant. Th those were all acts of God in defiance of their major deities in yes. 
in Egypt. So much so that like the final one, the darkness was like the big one because it was against Ra, uh, who's the sun god. It's like, oh, you worship the sun? Watch this. Boom. Yeah, you know? Exactly. <laughs> and so you wonder what things God is doing today that are in defiance of practices today, of things that we hold dear today. Thanks for listening. The Elijah Fire podcast is made possible by donations like yours. To become a partner, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. I'd be curious to see if anybody's done a study on that. Yeah, well, I mean, clearly in the scriptures, it is written who he is. And still to this day, there are um, cults and religions who are in direct defiance of who Jesus says he is. Mm And they try to say that there's like a Christ consciousness. There's a, a yeah. universal spirit. So yeah. still universal today. Christ and things weird. Yes. Things. Yeah. Still. I mean, we're seeing that still today. It just, it looks different, but it's there. There is paganism all throughout America, all throughout. You talked last time we were on, you shared about in India how there's temples everywhere and there's thousands of gods. There's paganism very alive today. And, you know, that's why these letters are so important because you don't want to get mixed up in something that's like Christ consciousness and Christ awareness. And, you know, all of a sudden you find that you're in this mystical realm of who even knows what you're totally outside the Bible. There's no scriptures for anything of what you're doing. And pretty soon you realize, okay, how did I, how did I get here? Mm-hmm. Like, wait a minute. Let me just one let me go compromise back to the Bible. after another, yeah. Kelsey, let me go back to the Bible. Yeah. And that's, that's what I'm hoping these letters are bringing to awareness of mm-hmm. people today is that they're still relevant with the spirit says to the churches. Revelation yeah. one promises a blessing for those who not only read it, but keep um, what the book of Revelation says. So the spirit is still speaking to the churches today through these letters. Um, and if you can pull the stuff out of them and really see, okay, this is what's happening. And I can only speak for America because that's where I am. I can't speak for anywhere else. I can just tell you the culture of what it's like here. Um, you know, it is, it's, it's getting really dark and, um, new age is really creeping in everywhere right now. So you have to be really careful. Um, you know, you want the sword of the spirit always to protect against the lies of the devil. Mm-hmm. You know, he wo- he roams around like a roaring lion to see who he can devour. So he's always trying to see, hey, who doesn't know their Bible? Who who doesn't know um, the commands of the Lord? Who Who's going to be open to disobey? You know, he, he knows that. He's looking mm-hmm. for that. So it's important that we keep God's word. All right. We're going to go to the very highly talked about now. I'm sure you guys have all heard about the spirit of Jezebel. Um, That's a really popular um, thing. A lot of people have talked about it. And we see in this letter, Jesus actually addresses um, Jezebel and says, you tolerate the woman Jezebel. Now, right there um, in verse 20, is, is he talking about actual Jezebel? Well, isn't she dead? So how she can't be the church of Thyatira. Unless, She's unfortunately, there's someone else dead. named Jezebel. But Right. Yeah. What, but um, most scholars know right. that this is a representation 
of a false prophetess. So we even see that because Jesus says this, which is um, really, I, I love that he says, because he says, you tolerate the woman Jezebel who calls herself a prophetess and teaches and deceives my servants to commit sexual immorality and eat meat sacrificed to idols. So Jesus says, who calls herself? So he doesn't call her a prophetess. He mm-hmm. says she calls herself a prophetess and she's leading many astray and she, by influencing them in a way through supernatural means because she calls herself a prophetess, which means what, guys? She's probably speaking things to come, operating in divination. Remember um, the girl with the um, the python spirit? who was saying about Paul, oh, he serves the most high God, follow him. Or she followed him for three days and greatly annoyed. Paul finally was like, come out of her, you know, like, so if Paul, so it took three days for Paul to do that. Right. And, and many people wonder why, you know, why did it take him three days? Why didn't he just write away? And I think that's, that's what Jesus is addressing in this is that there are people among you who are claiming themselves to be prophetesses and teachers but what is the fruit of their teaching what is the fruit of their prophecy it's it's through a spirit of divination and remember apollo was the god in the city of um thyatira and so jezebel managed to work out a theology that was compromised um in her faith to christ um she was continuing to encourage people to participate in the trade guilds. Why? Because we know sexual immorality was part of that. They had to go to the temple if they wanted to continue in trade. So she was again, compromising the church, bringing them into saying, Hey, you can go do this. It's fine. Don't, don't worry Mm -hmm. about that. You're under grace. And so Jezebel's always trying to get people to compromise in their faith. And so that's, I mean, that's why you'll hear people say, the spirit of Jezebel, why you hear people talk like that, because it can be a spirit in the church. How do we know that? Because in this letter, it's clearly written that there is a false prophetess who calls herself that it's a spirit of people in the church who are being compromised by, by this. And is it a woman? Is it all women? I don't believe so. No. I, I believe it was a company of people that he was referencing. He was referencing by saying, oh, um, they're like Jezebel. I don't believe it was just women. Um, I believe it was men and women in the church causing people to be compromised um, in their walk. And he said, I have th- this against you. You tolerate Jezebel. So Jezebel was a mouthpiece. Um, she spoke with probably a python spirit. They were, remember, they were in the city where they worshiped Apollo. Apollo was the one who was said to have the spirit possessed, the python spirit possessed that girl. Remember the one that followed Paul? So that Mm. was known that she worshiped Apollo. So you're seeing that same kind of python type of spirit, the priestess at the temple. Mm. You're seeing that same thing. And so um, Jesus addresses it. And so people would commit adultery with her. Well, how would they commit adultery with her? So if you listen to her words and you take them into your heart and you believe them, you're committing adultery because you're believing a false message that Christ never said. 
So when someone comes into your church and they're saying, well, it's fine to live in sin. It's fine to go, you know, if you want to um, have sex before marriage, that's fine. You know, it's it. don't worry about that. You know, you, you just want to experiment a little. You know, you're going to be married to them for the rest of your life. You know, you're under grace. You know, there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. Well, I would say. Hold on a minute. You know, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's not uh, what the Bible teaches. Yeah. But unfortunately, you have churches that are teaching this. This is mm. I, I've seen videos where pastors are saying it's not a big deal. It's fine to basically live with the person you're not married to, your boyfriend or your girlfriend. There's uh-huh. even pastors who are dating and live with their girlfriends or their boy, you know, a female with their boyfriends and their pastors. And it's like, what is even going on right now? And so I think Jesus has addressed them yeah. in the letter to um, Thyatira. So Jezebel would have been teaching, surely Christ has set you free. You can still practice idolatry. Keep your business going. How else are you going to tithe to the church unless you keep your business going? Mm-hmm. You need you need to keep going. Don't don't worry about that. So surely she would say that. Um, yeah. Those in who came to Christ in Thyatira knew it was career suicide, as the merchants and dealers would no longer deal with them. Um, and Jesus talks about here. So you commit adultery with her, which is basically listening and taking to heart what she says. Um, So if you hear your pastor teaching a message that is against the Bible, you do not receive that message. You do not take that to heart. You do not receive that message. It's it's committing adultery. It's linking with someone spiritually who's not speaking the truth. And that is not um, what Christ wants us to do. So he talks about um, in the end towards Thyatira, um, he talks about the great affliction. So people say, well, what's the great affliction? Hold on. Let me find that real quick. Look, I will throw her into a sick bed and those who commit adultery with her into great affliction. So great affliction means eventually you will be thrown into hell. Um, Jesus knows our hearts and minds and what we receive and what we don't receive. It even says in the um, scripture that he knows the minds and the hearts because he does. He knows he knows your mind. He knows your heart. You don't have to outwardly say, I, I agree that, you know, you can, you can have sexual relations before marriage. I, you know, I side with, you don't even have to say that out loud. The Lord knows he, he knows what's in your mind. He mm-hmm. knows what's in your heart. Yeah. And so even if you don't say it out loud, the Lord knows what you think. Um, so Jesus knows our hearts and minds. I think a lot of people who read um, astrology in the paper or psychic articles and believe what they read to be true. I think that's really dangerous, you guys, because I think you are um, diving into occult practices and then you're believing what you're reading. So let's say you're reading some newspaper article and it says, oh, well, this year we gathered five psychics and they said that this, this, and this, and Mercury's in retrograde and the sun and the moon, and you're reading it and you're believing it in your heart. Like, oh, you know what? That's probably true. And yeah, I've been feeling different lately and you're receiving it in your heart. Well, you're that's adultery, guys. We are not to be part of any practice of witchcraft or divination or sorcery, idolatry. That is all linked in that. So guys, even today when you're reading, even I know I'm going to get hit on this, um, but 
there's there's some people who like to do a lot of different um like um questionnaires which give you a result of like you're like this or you're gonna be um like you're this sign. So you take these questions, then it says like, you're, you're like this. Well, my question is why, why do we feel the need? If we know our identity in Christ, why do we feel the need to answer questions to, okay. So like the Enneagram or something like that, which is just crazy pagan guys. Okay. So why do you feel the need to take, if you, if you do do the Enneagram, I just, I, I want to ask you if you just would, if you'd take some time and actually um, look up the history of who created that and um, the founders of the Enneagram. So just look that up if you get a minute, um, if you get a, a second. Yeah, um, yeah, people yeah, say so, he's Christian or the guy, the more modern guy, but he's like a universalist and he's not. No. People are like, oh, he's a no. Christian. Yeah, I have a lot no, of opinions on Enneagram. Yeah, it's we could get into that, but it's yeah, pretty it's, infiltrated into the church too. People are like, "Oh, time. I'm a, I don't even know what they are. I'm a five. I'm a I two. Think it's number one through seven or nine or something like that. Maybe. Well, yeah, the you problem, have to be careful. The problem with the Enneagram too is that it tells you. And I was listening to a buddy of mine who's a Christian. Uh, he was talking to us about something. He's talking to Lauren and myself about something, and he goes, "Oh, he's like." Well, I'm a, and he says whatever number. And so then he says all this negative stuff about him and how he responds to things negatively. So the thing I have against Enneagram amongst many things is that it also speaks negative attributes over you too. Oh, because you're a two, you also deal with things like this, you know? Mm -hmm, And it's like, mm -hmm. man, like, and that you just accept creation, right? You accept that those are a part of who you are and, Oh, well, Mm -hmm. that's why it's because I'm a two, you know, on the Enneagram scale and and I do X, Y, and Z, you know? And it was funny because man, this is why discernment is so important. I didn't know anything about Enneagram. All right. And my friends were talking to me about it, husband and wife. And they're like, Hey, what's your opinion on Enneagram? We have, you know, we have some books on it, but you know, some people are saying that it's pagan, but we just wanted to hear your thoughts. And they, I said, well, let me see it. And they handed me the book. And the second the book was in my hand, I was like, I didn't even look at it. I was like, this is absolutely pagan. Like I just knew. And then I di- dove into it and I was like, ah, thank you, Lord. This that's why that's why discernment is so important. So yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. And I think these things, you know, obviously this is a really great example because it it creeps in. And then what happens is you accept it. And then you start believing these personality traits or whatever. And, um, we're a new creation in Christ Jesus. And the Bible is very clear on who we are to be. So the nine fruits of the spirit, if, if you want to study anything, you want to study what the Bible says, um, not something that is, um, created by, um, people that are not even, um, believers, like Jeff said, universalists and worse than that. Um, so yeah, don't do that. Okay. <laughs> so Jesus towards the end. Um, I love that he also, because false unity is another thing that we have to deal with too, because we have to be really careful when we talk about unity. Um, cause there is a pure unity and then there is a false unity and you have to know the difference between them, or you can get caught up in a unity message that is compromising of your faith and the scriptures and what the Bible says. So Jesus makes a distinction clearly. So he says, look, these people who do this, who follow Jezebel, who are sexually immoral, um, this, 
this is um I know your works. Um I know your hearts. Um I will give you according to your works. And then he says, I say to the rest of you in Thyatira. So we see even Jesus in the church, he's making a distinction between two groups in the church. There are those who are accepting the message of Jezebel. And then there are others, he says, but to the rest of you, which means who are, who are not receiving that, who do not accept that. And then he gives, a, gives them the promise, uh, the one who conquers and keeps to the end, I'll give him authority over the nations. Um, he'll rule them with an iron scepter. He'll shatter them like pottery. And so he'll rule them with an iron scepter. Well, an iron metal tip staff, this is really cool, was actually used by the potter to smash the pots that were of no good or no use to him. So when we rule with Christ, when we overcome one day, we'll be able to judge the nations with authority that we've been given through the authority in Christ. And the morning star, um, towards the end of the, the chapter, he says, just as I received from my father, I will also give him the morning star. And the morning star is a reference to Jesus himself in his glory. Um, in Revelation twenty two sixteen, we see Jesus um, referenced as the bright and morning star. And we'll get to experience God's glory for all eternity. And I love that he promises the church of Thyatira, give him the morning star, because that is Christ. That is for, for all eternity, we will be one with him. We get to, that is such a beautiful promise. I mean, yes, to rule the nations and, oh, that's amazing. You know, like he says, the tree and another one of, of life and the crown, but like to know Jesus and to experience his glory and to see him and be one with him. I mean, what a beautiful reward that is given to the church of Thyatira. All right, we're going to move on to the church of Sardis. Where's my time? Okay, we better get going. <laughs> the church of Sardis is next. So, all right, write to the angel. This is Revelation uh, chapter three. Write to the angel of the church in Sardis. Thus says the one who has the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your works. You have a reputation for being alive, but you are dead. Be alert and strengthen what remains, which is about to die. For I have not found your works complete before my God. Remember then what you have received and heard. Keep it and repent. If you're not alert, I will come like a thief, and you will have no idea what hour I will come upon you. But you have a few people in Sardis who have not defiled their clothes, and they will walk with me in white because they are worthy. In the same way, the one who conquers will be dressed in white clothes, and I will never erase his name from the book of life, but will acknowledge his name before my father and before his angels. Hmm. Let anyone who has ears to hear listen to what the Spirit says to the churches. So real quick, the once saved, always saved message. This is a really great letter to refute that because Jesus says, I will never erase his name from the book of life. The one who conquers, I will never erase his name. Well, does that mean then he could erase the name? To me, that's, that's a very obvious thing is that if you don't repent, if you are not alert, I come like a thief. But then he's saying, if you conquer, I, I won't erase your name from the book of life. 
So if someone ever argues the once saved, always saved, I believe that's a Calvinist. Isn't the, the Calvinist believe that once saved, yeah, they're always pretty, saved? Yeah, they're pretty, no matter what you do, you can turn away. It doesn't matter. You're always saved. I don't believe that. And I think um, this is very clear that your name can be erased um, from the yeah. book. Help Elijah Fire continue to make an impact around the world. All donations go toward making Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. Visit ElijahFire.com slash give and become a partner today. If, yeah. if you do not overcome, if you do not repent, if you don't, mm-hmm. if you, um, well, yeah, verse three conquer. is like, remember, therefore, what you've received and heard, hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief and you will not know the time I will come to you. Right. So, so there's Jesus is, in all these letters is really um, he makes a distinction again in this church. You see the distinction between he said, but there are a few of you who still are dressed in white. So again, the distinction within the church, he's, there's a separation even within each church. You see the separation where Jesus is commending those who are following him, who are being obedient to his word, who've not defiled their linen. And then you're seeing him rebuking, correcting and calling to repentance those who've not done that. And that's a common thing in these letters and also in the church. And and that's for all of us. I mean, we all need to open our hearts to God every day and say, Lord, search me. Yeah. If there anything, if there be anything in me, God, show me so that I can turn from that. Lord, I don't want to do that. I want to turn from that. And we that's a daily thing that we do, you guys, is, is mm-hmm. we ask the Lord to search us and mm-hmm. then show us. Lord, tell me, show yeah. me through your word. Where am I not obeying you? Help me, Holy Spirit, to obey you, to follow you. Yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. Well, the thing that I, I can remember, I think it was like someone was on the show and we were talking about this once saved, always thing, saved thing. Is it, is it not? And I kind of got to this point and he, he wasn't like talking about, I think it was Josh Zakoff. We were talking about it, how we were like, that's not, if you're asking that question, like it's kind of, that's not the right question to be asking. Like if you're in a position mm-hmm. where you're in dire straits and you're like, am I still saved? I'm like, turn around. Like you, the Bible has given you very clear marching orders, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if you're in that place of trying to find out whether you're saved or not, so that you can justify whatever you're currently in or continued certain behaviors, you're asking the wrong types of questions. Like that already right. when you have to be, can some, is it once saved, always saved? I'm like irrelevant. We need to be having people moving forward and pursuing the Lord. What do we need to do to teach and to demonstrate that to those that right. we're leading so that they right. are moving forward, right? Because it's like, if you, exactly. have, if you have water that is stagnant, that's where the pond scum comes in, right? It gets nasty. It's not clean. That's what they say. Right. Don't go to still water and drink out of it. That's how waterborne illnesses start. We need a stream that is constantly flowing and moving. What do we need to do to do that? Right. It is very clearly illustrated in the gospels and in the new Testament, how we're supposed to conduct ourselves. So even right. then I would say like, if someone is in that place of going like, but am I saved? Am I still saved? Even though I do this stuff, I'm like, repent, turn the other way. <laughs> That would right. be what I would say, you know? Yeah. Well, I would like to say, you know, I, I say to that is if you can willfully sin with absolutely no conviction 
you are willfully sinning, choosing to sin, knowing it's a sin, you're willfully choosing to do that. And you do not have any conviction. You can do that. No problem, dude. I can sin as much as no conviction. Then I'm going to go ahead and say you need to give your life to Christ. Truly hear the gospel, repent of your sins and get saved. Because my friend, you are not saved. You are not born again. And of course we sin. Of course we make mistakes. We have the beautiful gift of repentance. The Holy Spirit who dwells in every believer comes up, reveals the truth, reveals Jesus. Absolutely. But for someone who I can say can willingly sin, have no remorse, all of that stuff, you need to get saved, my friend. You need to hear Mm -hmm. the true gospel. And what probably happened is you probably went to a church that does not preach the true gospel where you repent of your sins when you come to Christ. Someone dragged you up front and said, hey, give your life to Christ. You know, then you can go to heaven. Oh, okay, cool. I don't want to go to hell. Okay. That conversion, can God change a heart? Yeah, absolutely. But a lot of conversions happen that way where people don't know their need for a savior. And because the cross is not preached anymore, we don't hear the importance of the cross and we don't look unto it and remember what Jesus has done for us. It's very easy for people not even to even know the true gospel. Mm. And when you teach them the true gospel and you say, Jesus paid for your sins, he was hung on the tree for your sins so that you would not be held accountable and you are to follow him. Let go of your life. Pick up your Christ. Pick up your cross. Follow Christ. Give him your whole life. Turn away from your sin. They're like, what is this message? You know, they've never even heard it. And it's sad to say, um, but a lot of big mega churches, their altar calls are not even with repent. There is no repentance of sin. It's, do you believe Jesus is your savior? Yes. Do you believe he rose a third day? Yes. Okay, you're a Christian. Well, what are you saved from? Right. From your yeah. sins, from your sins. Yeah. Without but- Christ, we could never, ever, ever yeah. be holy, ever, even yeah. for a sec- righteous, never. Your good works could never get you there. I don't care how many good works you We need Christ. And not only do we need Christ to be saved, we need Christ every single day. We need to be renewed in our mm-hmm. mind, transformed by the power of the Holy Spirit. This is something we need. And if you don't feel the need for Jesus, for the power of the spirit, if you don't recognize you're a sinner, even though you're saved, guess what? Do James says this, if you, if you don't do something right today, you knew to do, if you, if you know something that's right to do today, but you don't do it, James says, that's a sin. You're then you've sinned. And so how many of us know what's right to do today, but yet we don't do it because our flesh holds us back or whatever. But the gift of repentance is the most beautiful thing because it's his blood that is fully powerful. It's not your good work. It's not even Mm -hmm. your perfect repentance or even how you even repent. There's not a good way to repent except in brokenness. Well, see, how do I truly repent in brokenness over your sin, over your wicked ways, over your flesh, over your deceitfulness, over your lies, over your greed, Mm -hmm. over your bad thoughts, over you watching porn, over you yelling at your wife and your kids in brokenness, a heart of humility 
turns to Christ and says, I need you. If there is no brokenness of spirit, if there is no humility of heart, then how can you truly turn unto the one who can change you, save you, and redeem you? I'm sorry, without brokenness and repentance, is the gospel truly been preached to someone? Do they truly understand what they're accepting? I really don't know. And I think we've had a lot of false conversions, and this is what leads to the once saved, always saved. And they don't even, they never even think about it, Jeff, if, if they're saved. And they never even think about Christ. They, they don't think about Jesus. They don't, they don't care. And that's your number one sign. If you, if you don't care at all of, of your sin, if it doesn't break you in any way, there's a problem there. Yeah. And, and I would admonish you to read um, read the gospels, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, read what Jesus has done for you and weep in your sin. I mean, we are wretched, wretched are mm -hmm. we, we need the cross. We need Jesus because we are fallen. There's yeah. no good thing that we can give unto God. Yeah. Not, not one good thing. So he gave his only son. Mm. And so, um, just know that your your name can be erased. Your name can be erased. And there needs there needs to be a passion again for Christ and the cross. There is there is a lost passion for preaching of the cross. There is a lost passion for looking unto Jesus and seeing what he's done for us. Instead, we go, I want all the things. I want the signs and the gifts and the wonders. No, look at the bloody body of of Christ on the cross and stare at that of what he has done for you. If yeah. you think you don't have enough, well, Christ is, well, God's not given me enough. There's, there's a lot of people who say, I, I heard one time a lady talk about, well, I had to forgive God because he wasn't giving me what I wanted. That blew my mind that you would have to forgive God. Guys, we never have to forgive God. Okay. God is perfect. We are not. That's why he sent his son. We need to repent, not forgive God, okay? Mm. You need to repent of not trusting in God, of not fully relying on God. You don't need to forgive him. You need to repent of not believing he is who he says he is and looking upon Jesus, knowing what he's done for us, how all the inheritance and the riches of glory has been given unto us. First Peter talks about all that we've been given uh, full fully our full inheritance and for all we have to look forward to because of the sacrifice of christ i honestly want to say this keep your gifts keep your money keep your prosperity keep all of those things i'm rich in christ and i'm forever at peace and forever at joy because of my king mm -hmm. and i'm forever satisfied looking upon him the cross is never old to me it's never going out of style to me i'll That's never cool. stop preaching the cross i'll never stop looking upon him i'll never stop repenting of my sins i'll never stop looking and saying god woe is me but holy are you perfect are you righteous are you all glory is unto you never can we stop looking to him for all things he is who we trust he is who we look to we don't look to ourselves we can't guys we can't do anything without him apart from me you can do nothing john 15 we need christ we need him in every sermon we teach in every exhortation we give every teaching every book Everything in the Bible points to Christ. If you can learn how to see that, 
you'll change from being depressed because when you're only looking for signs, wonders, gifts, miracles, prosperity, this and that, you're going to get depressed. Why? Because you're only looking in the natural. Mm -hmm. You're only looking unto these things. Well, because I prayed for someone, they didn't get healed. I guess God, you know, he's not with me. That's not true. That's not true. You're looking at yourself. You're really not looking to God. You're then looking to yourself. God is perfect in every way. He is not a man that he should lie. We are the problem. But when we turn to him, knowing he is all and we are not, that is when you truly become a Christian. That is when your passion can come into you in the boldness and the fire of the Holy Spirit. Why? Because it's on him, not us. It's all on him. It's not on us. And knowing that we have perfect confidence in everything because he will fulfill all things in due time. Every word spoken in this book, everything in the book of Revelation, which we're going through, will come to pass in due time. He's faithful. He's going to come back, guys, true and faithful. Um, he'll never, ever fail you. But people will fail you. And a message that's void of the cross has no power. For the cross of God is the power of God. And so we need the cross. Don't ever let someone tell you, well, we move past that. If your church begins to say, well, we move past that. Then there's no power in mm. your church because Bible says the power of God is the cross of Christ. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, Going don't, it, don't ever here. apologize. I think that was amazing. Going off on a tangent. Yeah. So, uh, okay, so we have like five minutes before you're supposed I know, we're to go. In trouble. <laughs> so we can do a part three and we're continue gonna have this. To, Jeff. We're, we're gonna, gonna have, have to because I doubt you'll be able so to squeeze that in. We can even pick yeah. up if there's more you have to say uh, for the Church of Sardis. Then we can even just yeah. pick up there. More, yeah. yay, everybody! Yay. Yay. Yeah, because yeah. once we get to Laodicea, you'll hear a lot of people talk about you know we're in the age of Laodicea, and so I really want to get into that. I also that. want to talk about um, something that's a teaser. Okay. Teaser for next show is you'll hear a lot of people say, you know, Jesus says, I wish you were hot or cold, but you're lukewarm. So I'm going to spit you out of your mouth. So, you know, we need to be hot or we need to be cold. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. God doesn't want, Jesus never wants you guys cold ever. Why would he want you cold? So we're going to get into the deeper meaning, awesome. the meaning. Why did Jesus say hot or cold? I wish you were hot or cold. Why did he say that? He didn't just hmm. say, I wish you were hot, but you're lukewarm. So guys, we're going to get into that when we, I think that's the, is that the church of Philadelphia? I think that one's next. So yeah, just a little teaser, these little things that you constantly hear, they kind of get ingrained into your mind. So then you start to think like, oh, I wish you were hot or cold, but Jesus never wishes we were cold. He always wants us to have passion. And I think when you're filled with the Holy Spirit and you read the scriptures, you can't help but be passionate. I don't care what book of the Bible it is, open it up and read it. And mm. the passion and the fire of the Holy Spirit will begin to burn inside of you. The zeal of the Lord, the zeal for God. You know, when the, the men on the road to Damascus were walking with Jesus and they're like, didn't our hearts burn within us? I think every time we open the scripture, our hearts burn within us. Mm. I mean, we zealously burn for Christ and to know him more and to be obedient to him and to love him. And so knowing what the letters really say and what he was meaning by saying, I wish you were hot or cold is really important for our walk with him because we can know, okay, this is what he's saying by this. This is what he's exhorting the church by this. So it's good to know sound doctrine. Um, 
and not just maybe things you've kind of heard. Um, knowing sound doctrine is really, really important. So yes, I'm excited to get into that Especially one. right now. Yeah. And I mean, everything that you're talking about too, uh, when you went, uh, when you went, you got on your soapbox and you're going for it. Was, yeah. I was just thinking about, there was a, a Facebook group. This was, I don't know, probably 10 years ago now, but it's a really big window into where we're at now. And it was a things I would do if I wasn't a Christian. And there were thousands of Christians, professing Christians on there that would talk about all the sin they would engage in if they weren't following Jesus. And I, man, I was like, wow, if there was ever a time to so rip sad. your clothes, like rip your cloak. Like I felt like that. I was just like, I was so, so angry. I was just like, why are you, it would be better for you to walk away from Jesus than to, than to talk like this. Because this is hurting the church. And I think that this is where we're at now is like all of this, like Compromise. what can I get away with mentality has really brought in what you, what was at the time called postmodern Christianity. Now it's just called progressive Christianity mm -hmm. um, and, and this water down. Oh, we've moved on from the cross. And I, you know, there's so many different <laughs> churches right now that uh, they, they entertain sin that is very clearly spoken against in the Bible. And mm -hmm. it's all about come as you are, stay as you are, which I talk about often on the show. I say that phrase, uh, but that's really what it is. And I think that a lot of it is just like man's own ability to manage sin and understand. I'm like, it's beyond you. Like, this is it not is. a it's fight you can win. It's, exactly. it's not a fight you can win. It's you know what I mean? impossible without God. Yeah. Yep. And, and so I just love what you said. Like, God, I need, I, Jesus, I need you. Yeah. And I think that's the place that's the posture we should take in every aspect of our lives is I right. need you full dependence yeah. on say, Christ. Yeah. Say you messed up yesterday or say you messed up last week. We that posture have. of repentance and I need you, Jesus. Yeah. That's the posture you should be taking, you know? So we can't do it on our own. It's no. impossible to do it on our own. And this is the thing that's missing from a lot of um, maybe religious churches or whatever is passion for Jesus. So mm -hmm. a lot of their doctrine that they teach is really good because it's in context and it's correct. And they know a lot of history of the Bible and they teach it. But the love and passion for Christ has to be there because if there is no passion for Christ and deep rooted love, you get the result of that is forums like Jeff just talked about. Well, if I wasn't a Christian, I would do this. Can I can I tell you the honest truth of my life? If my husband and my kids were in the room. They would tell you this exact same thing. Me and Ryan, we have no desire at all. We would never even think about, oh, well, if I wasn't a Christian, I would go smoke no. dope or whatever. Like that would no. never even cross our mind because we love him. We mm -hmm. love Jesus so much. We yeah. couldn't even think think of that that's awful like be, but it's because our hearts love him we've given our lives to him we serve him he's our lord and master and king he is jesus christ he is god incarnate we follow him and love him all the days of our life we're so grateful for what he's done for us we would never think oh if i could do this and and that's what i think people who do say that if maybe you have thought about that well the passion for Jesus and the love for Christ, you need to develop a personal relationship 
with the Lord. It has to be personal. It can't just be, oh, well, my parents taught me about him and oh, that's great. I'm glad. It has to be a personal relationship where you long to know more about Christ and you're you're so grateful for what he's done. And it's just this heart of, again, brokenness and humility before the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that is going to keep you away from all of that other mess. And You know, the fear of God, part of the fear of God is reading his word and obeying it. And and the Bible talks a lot about they knew his word, but yet they disobeyed him anyways. And I don't want to be, I don't want to know his word. And then, and then knowing his word, I still choose to disobey him. I don't want to do that. And if I do that, and I'm going to do that because I'm still in the flesh, guys, I'm not transformed. I'm not transfigured yet. I'm still in the flesh. So I'm going to make bad choices. But I always turn and I'm like, Lord, that was not right. Mm. That was not, you know, help me, God. Mm -hmm. And so we have to have a healthy fear of the Lord. Like what you're hearing? Help us continue to make Elijah Fire and the Elijah Fire podcast possible. To get behind this ministry, visit ElijahFire.com slash give. Now, back to the show. We have to have a passion for Jesus, a love for Jesus Christ and what he's done for us. And that's going to keep us away from compromise and backsliding and all of that stuff. Also, get around people that love Jesus. Mm -hmm. If I'm around someone like Jeff and we talk, usually we try to talk before and after as much as we can until one of us has to go. But when we're around each other, I can speak for myself around him. He ignites my heart to love the Lord more because he shares testimonies with me or stories with me. And we laugh and we talk about the Lord and our families. And it makes me want to love the Lord. Mm. And that's what you need to be around. Be around people who stir your heart up to love Jesus more. Don't be around people who are backsliders and say, well, you know, I can do this or I can do, hey, don't hang with people like that. Mm -hmm. Get around people who are passionate for the Lord and that will help keep you also (laughs) passionate for Jesus because that's what you're around all the time. You know, you want to be around good company. Mm -hmm. Um, So make sure you watch shows like this. Elijah Fire has a ton of people on who are love the Lord and they share their heart and their passion and their zeal. Christ and it stirs you up. And then you in turn are saying, yes, amen. Hallelujah. That's because the Holy Spirit in you is stirred up to to witness to that, to give glory to God. Yes. Mm -hmm. Amen. Um, Continue to watch stuff like this and keep your mind renewed. Read your Bible. Stay in the word. Um, You know, I'm not saying all things are bad. You know, if you watch a movie or whatever, just but keep keep your heart and your mind focused on the Lord, focused on what he tells us to do. Stay around people who do the same and you'll see that your life is completely changed for the absolute best. Mm. I mean, it is, it, and it's not the whole, oh, well, I get everything I want. No, to the contrary, I actually go through many things. I, I suffer. I go through hard times. I go through tribulation, just like Jesus promised we would. But in all those things, I have him and I have others who I can talk to like Jeff and say, hey, I'm going through this. Pray for me. Mm-hmm. He'll say the same to me. I'm going through this. Pray for me. You need to have people around you who can stand with you and pray with you and encourage you in the Lord. Mm-hmm. That's really important, you guys, yeah. to find awesome. that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And that's I mean, that's the fruit that that's what we pray is 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 the end result of people watching this show is that 
they're not like, oh, I now I need to go get a word from Kelsey. Kelsey, give me a word or or, uh, you know, whoever it is, insert whoever. Give me a word. I need a word. Give me a word. Give me a word. I'm like, go right. seek God and ask him what he's telling you that. Yeah. And, and, and 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 just fellowship with him. The fruit of watching this show should be that you want. And it's like you can write someone and be like, hey, that really blessed me. Blah, blah, blah. Here's my life story. Like, absolutely. It happens all the time. It's great. But the fruit of this should be that you go. I want to know Jesus more. I want to go spend time with him. This is amazing. I can't wait to go spend. I can't wait till this is over. I want to go spend time with him. Or they're like, bye, you know, halfway through. They're like, go and spend. That's great too. You know, but um, Kelsey, can you pray for people? And then we got to let you go. Yeah, absolutely. Love to. Um, So father, we just thank you for today. Mm-hmm. God, we thank you for your word and the fellowship that we have together to all come together freely and openly to worship you, Lord, to talk about you without restriction. God, thank you that we live in a place where we can freely and openly speak about Jesus. And Lord, we bless you for that. And we pray for those who are not able to do that, Lord. Today, we pray for our brothers and sisters who are in places that are so persecuted, Lord. I think of the Christians in China and Pakistan, um, in India, in all these places, God, where it they will get killed for openly uh, professing the name of Christ. Father, we just ask that you watch over them, that you keep them, Lord. We pray that they would endure through the persecution. God, and even those who maybe are persecuted in their own families, um, their own families have shun them and push them away after they've come to Christ. Father, I just pray that you would strengthen them by the power of the Holy Spirit to continue to endure in the truth that, Lord, there's so many lies that have come into the world all over the place. Everything you turn on, it's a lie. It's a false promise. There's a desire to lure you here. Come and do this. God, I just ask that you would keep all of these precious ones on a narrow path, Lord, that they would continue to focus on you and the truth of your word. And God, you would strengthen them to endure, to overcome, to continue to turn to you day after day after day. And Lord, that they would ask that you would search them. Lord, right now I ask you search all of us and you bring to our remembrance, Lord, anything that we're doing that's not pleasing to you. And God, that we would repent of it and be broken again before you. Lord, that we would not forget the price that you paid for us and the beauty of Jesus, the beauty of the cross, the beauty of a life laid down and the joy that we can have in knowing you. And I thank you, Lord. Um, I just want to go through the comments real quick because I just feel the Holy Spirit for a second. Hold on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Thank you, God. So I just I, I just want to pray for Eve M real quick. So I'm just going through the names. Um, I'm just I know I'm supposed to go, but I just feel the Lord for just one second. So hold on. Lord, I thank you for Eve M. Lord, I thank you for for your hand. I thank you for writing. I thank you for journaling. I thank you for blessing.
her thoughts and her mind. God, I thank you for renewing her mind. I thank you, God, for the purification that's in her mind, Lord. I thank you that she keeps her thoughts fixed on you. God, I thank you for the pen in her hand. And I thank you for the the writing, the intimate times in such a beautiful way that really only the Holy Spirit could give to you. It's it's beautiful times with the Lord that you spend with him. Um, but I really, I just see um, your hand. I see a pen. I see a notebook, but I see like a golden uh, type of um, like, it's, it's almost like a little sh- anointing um, on your hand. And I know the Lord is um, so blessed when you just spend time with him and when you write to him. And I also see that there's been a huge um, change in your mindset. Um, the Lord's really done a, a great work in you, um, especially with thoughts. Um, your your whole thought life has completely changed. Um, and I know it's by the renewing of scripture and even, you know, watching shows like this and being passionate for the presence of God. Um, so Lord, I just ask that you would uh, continue to reveal yourself to Eve. And Lord, I thank you, even the work you have started in her, you'll continue to do. And I thank you for the pure heart. I see uh, like a dove to a window and it reminds me of the song of Solomon. And it's like the dove's eyes of those single loved dove eyes that are on the Lord. Um, and even like the, that dove really, I don't know if the Lord showing you that, or that means something to you, but I just see like that wholehearted, um, beautiful devotion to Christ. And there's like pure garments, pure linen, um, you're barefoot walking with him. And it's this closeness with the Lord. You know, I love when, um, God said, you know, take off your sandals. You're standing on holy ground. And it's really, he took the sandals off because it was like, your feet are now touching my presence. You're now standing fully. There was, there was a hindrance from the shoe, but now it's off and you're fully standing on my presence and you're barefoot walking with him. And it's like, you fully want, you don't want anything separating, um, between you and him. And so I just bless you. Um, it's a beautiful walk. Um, that you have with him. And Lord, I just thank you um, for her sacrifice of her time. And I, I'm going to scroll down to the comments. If you're still on, if you can comment as quick as you can, I'm just, cause I'm curious to know. Um, I almost see like a, a father um, type figure too. Um, the, like um, a relationship with your dad, I'm sure. Um, I don't think it's your spiritual dad. I think it's your dad. But there's um, like a beautiful mending that the Lord is doing with that too um, or has done. There's something of a mending a relationship um, with that that the Lord is either going to do or it's like I see you. There's a reconcile. Um, there's some type of reconcile. Yeah. So. Lord, I thank you for doing that. Um, I thank you, Lord. Yeah, there's a work. Um, there's definitely a work on your dad that the Lord is doing, and he's using um, you whether or not you know, but he's using you to really show forth the love and character of Christ. But your um, God definitely has your dad in his eye for sure. Um, so know that 
your prayers are obviously being heard. Um, God hears them and he's, he's working, he's working in your life. So I bless you with that. Um, in Jesus mighty name. Mm. Thank you, Lord. Mm. Did you see her comment? No, hold on. I'm scrolling. She said, yes, he is about the father figure, father. Oh, awesome. Praise yeah. God. hundred percent on point. She said. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Um, okay. Stephanie M. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Um, so father, just thank you for Stephanie. Right away, Stephanie. Um, I don't know what your picture is. I think it's like birds or something, but it's funny because I see um, you in this kitchen and it's like you are feeding many, like you are feeding many, many people. Um, so I believe what the Lord is showing me through that is that you're an encourager and you're one who blesses a lot of people. You're a giver, you're an encourager, you're a blesser. Um, you like to feed spiritually speaking and maybe in the natural too, I don't know, but spiritually speaking, you like to feed a lot of people. Um, and I think it's funny that the Lord shows me you as that because it's like this happy, like you're like when Jesus says more blessed is it to give than receive. I think that scripture really means something to you. Like, you know, that to be true, you know, that you are a giver and you love to give. Like Paul says, Hey, give and be joyous in your giving. Um, and many people that are around you are really blessed by you and you'll be surprised to know. I think once you make it home, just to see how much the little things that the Lord was using you in the little things, you know, the Bible talks about, um, Jesus says, when I was in prison, you came to visit me. When I was naked, you clothed me. When I needed a drink, you gave it to me. And you are the type of person who is obeying that scripture. And he says, Hey, you came to see me. You gave me when I was naked, you clothed me. And he said, when you do this to the least of these, and I think you do that to the least of these. And the Lord is very pleased at your, um, giving and your generous heart to feed those around you. Um, even those, uh, less fortunate. So, um, I don't know if that makes sense. I got to scroll all the way down here and see if she comments. Jeff, you can tell me um, if she's still on. She might not still be on. But if you watch this later, um, then, you'll, then you'll be blessed by this word. So Lord, I thank you for Stephanie um, and the heart you've given her to really serve, um, the heart that you've given her to give, to be gracious to others, um, that her life is really laid down unto you like a laid down servant life, which in turn gives her so much joy. So Lord, I just ask that you would bless her with more. So in turn that she could give because Lord, what she has, she does give. So Lord, I thank you for continuing to bless her, that she can be a blessing to others and continue to feed others spiritually um, in Jesus mighty name. Amen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she said, Jeff, praise the Lord, thank you, it makes <laughs> sense. Uh, no. Oh, great, okay. Uh -uh. Okay, awesome. Pray for my daughter, Irene. Okay, we're gonna, we're gonna do one more and then, and then um, just cause I saw this real quick. So we're gonna pray for Violet's daughter, Irene. These days are so difficult. So Lord, we just lift up Irene to you. Lord, you know exactly what's going on um, in her life. 
you know thoughts Lord, you know all things, God, you are sovereign. And we just lift her up before you, Lord, and we just ask that you would bring peace to her mind. Mm -hmm. Lord, that you would bring solutions to the problems. God, that when she's even sitting alone, even in in the small um, places, the quiet places, like even in the bathroom or in the shower, when she, she just gets a moment to herself where her thoughts can be collected, God, we just ask that you would break into her life and that you would just give her the beautiful promise of your word, which is those who are heavy laden, lay those burdens on you and you will give them rest. So Lord, I pray that you would, through the power of the Holy Spirit, God, you would just break into her thoughts and Lord, you would tell her that you love her, that you're with her, that you see her, that you know all things, that you're there with her. You're a friend that sticks closer than a brother. When all those around her abandon her and leave her, God, you'll never leave us or forsake us. And Lord Jesus, you know what it's like to be betrayed. You know what it's like to be left and hurt. And even to the point of death, Lord, you know. And so I just pray she would catch the revelation that she's a loved and she's yes, cherished Lord. and Lord, that you see her and you know her and God, I'm praying for an opportunity for her to see you on the cross Lord, mm-hmm. to fully commit everything unto you. God, I pray for that opportunity that it would come into her life, Lord, where her brokenness would be tor- turned into joy as she turns to you, that her tears would be turned into laughing tears of joy, God, as she meets with you, as she comes to know you. And Lord, I also pray for um, Violet, for her mom, Lord, that you would give her wisdom and how to counsel her daughter. Lord, I pray for the spirit of counsel and might um, to be with Violet, that when she speaks to her daughter, when she counsels her, Lord, when she gets those opportunities, that there would just be um, wisdom, that would come out of her mouth. Not that she would know it in the natural, but Lord, just that the scripture would pour from her mouth. Encouraging words would come from her, Lord, and not that it's from her, but Lord, that it's from you. Holy Spirit, you're still working today. You're still moving today. You're still giving wisdom today. You're still giving words of knowledge today. You're still giving words of wisdom today. And Lord, I just pray um, that Violet would have those precious opportunities to spend with her daughter um, and just encourage her and strengthen her in the Lord because the Lord is the only one where we can find true strength. And I just thank you. um, I thank you for her daughter, Lord. And I thank you that you're working, God. We trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. All right, you guys. Amen. Everybody, you know the drill. uh, How you can follow Kelsey if you're new here and you don't already follow her is in the description. Uh, It's definitely worth your time because she's always dropping great encouragements and truth bombs. (laughs) <laughs> from the scripture aka the scripture <laughs> drop it to scripts uh so uh kel and also if anybody wants to write a testimony in the under the stuff we talked about section is her email and it is marriage of the land ministries at gmail.com at gmail.com <laughs> so kelsey thank you so much this is great Thanks, we always Jeff. appreciate you can't wait for part three it's gonna be great Awesome. Love you guys. Everybody have a blessed Monday. Tune in tomorrow. We've got Andrew Tao back in the house. So that's going to be great. 
you know him. You just, I just rev him up, and and he goes, and he goes, and he goes, and he just shreds wind it up, up and, and he goes. Shreds, yeah. I call him the wind up toy. Actually, that's because it's like it's not a bad thing. It's like because he he even knows how he is. I'm like just get him going, and then I'm like just wind him up a little bit, boom, and then he goes. It's awesome. So that's gonna be a really great show tomorrow. That's at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time, you guys. Um, also, ElijahStreams.com slash donate is how you donate. You know the drill. You donate even 20 bucks. That goes towards ke- keeping all of this afloat amongst the 20 plus people that work here. Um, and also the water wells over in Uganda and beyond. So God bless you guys. We'll see you tomorrow at 2 p.m. Pacific time, 5 p.m. Eastern time with Andrew Tao. Okay, bye. This has been Elijah Fire. Thanks for listening. For more episodes like this, you can check out the Elijah Fire podcast on ElijahFire.com, on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You can watch us live every weekday at 2 p.m. Pacific time on YouTube, Rumble, Twitch, and Facebook. Elijah Fire is presented by Elijah Streams and is part of Elijah List Ministries. Go to ElijahFire.com slash give for more info on how you can donate today. Donate.